welcome back to another family-friendly episode of Indie Film Cafe. I will be your eccentric host, Lila Toba, this evening. I just found out that I was hosting about five minutes ago. Sitting with me today is your original host, one Jonathan Moody, who you know and love. And I've brought a couple of friends along with me for the ride. First and foremost, I have to apologize to anyone listening to this podcast, as I have brought someone here from Boston. His name is Sean Peterholm. Hello. Hey, Sean. Keep telling yourself that, sweetheart. Now, flanked with me on my right, you'll notice one very handsome Hollywood honey, Brandon Phelps. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show, guys. Thanks so much for joining us tonight. I'm so happy to be here. All right. Oh. Well, I'm glad you accepted uh, hosting the show, you know, last minute. <laughs> it's just who I am now. Um, but yeah, so we watched a really fun movie called Carno Store. What had happened was, is I was on a stupid FaceTime with my friend who I once again must apologize because he's from Boston. And he suggested a film to me called Carnosaur. Now, by that, she means a bad mushroom trip. <laughs> now, as you all understand, I love scary movies. And the only thing I might love more than scary movies is dinosaurs. So when I heard about the exciting opportunity to be able to watch Stinky Movie with one of my most favorite humans on the earth, Jonathan, I said, Jonathan, let's do this one. And he said, way ahead of you, sis. So... For your listening pleasure this evening, you are about to get the review of Carnosaur. So, let's start out one by one. Well, I actually, have- before we do that, uh, before we do that, let's get into some mood music, and then we'll be right back. All right, and we're back. Yeah, I, I just once again would like to thank you for listening to us. You know, it's people like you that make everything that we do so much fun and so worthwhile. And I also would like to apologize again once more for my friend from Boston. <laughs> <laughs> so do you not like Boston or do you Boston. not like that he's from Boston? Well, listen. Not only does no one ever know where to park their car, they just never know how to even express it. I just want to stop you right there. We yeah. pronounce it car. Uh, we don't know how to park a car. Uh, if you're going to make fun of my people, you have to make sure that you do it More right. problems. Somehow, like, weirdly expensive. Uh, and all the did, you, did you, did you, did you like park I said, your car not too far from the bar? Dancing. <laughs> dancing away. Go home, Sean. <laughs> You're drunk. So, as you may or may not know, I am Jonathan's favorite Hollywood friend, and we are reporting to you from Los Angeles this evening. Like Yay. I said, I apologize for my visiting friend from Boston, but we watched a movie called Carnosaur, and we'd like to share with you a little bit of our thoughts on the matter. And before we get too carried away in our regular antics, Jonathan, I would like for you to start us out because I feel like you usually have the most perceptive opinions and the best facts. Uh, like you always know 
Because when we did the Octoman segment, which we had a blast with, we had way too much fun when we discovered the whole Rick Baker of it all. There was a lot of really cool discoveries about- Well, I wasn't actually a part of that one. Uh, That was Paul. That was Paul. You and I had a really good conversation about it afterwards. Oh, yeah. Remember when we did the Harbors, how that came up? How, like, I thought, you know, when we did the Harbors, what I really enjoyed about it was the cinematography was really beautiful in spite of the fact that the script was kind of just, like, you know, all over the place. And, you know, it was a stinky movie with its flaws. But these were people with effort that were trying, and Mm -hmm. that's when Octoman came up, when you and I did. So, you're right. The Harbors not. I'll say Carnosaur, because it is produced by Roger Corman, was trying its hardest to, to be a good movie. But it was also trying its hardest to uh to be like to beat uh Jurassic Park, you know, out in the, the box office at the same exact time. Uh so um I just I, I, I didn't really know much about this movie uh when you picked it. I had never actually seen I I knew of it. I knew that there was like I think I'm gonna say three Carnosaur movies. Um four actually. It's a four. Okay. I, I Wikipedia them. It was like it's a lot. Film, film series. <laughs> film like, series. That's right. That's what it does say. Well, someone somewhere cared to know more about the distinct Good history Lord. of Carnosaur. Yeah, and so it apparently was trying its hardest to to beat out uh, Jurassic Park because they've actually had the uh, the rights to it since like 1984 or something. Ah, so this is a really, see what I mean? Jonathan always has the best info. So what you're telling me is, is that they had the original idea behind Jurassic Park. They, had, they, they had the book, the, the novel. Book. The Carnosaur itself was actually, it's, okay. it's, it's an adaption. On, yeah, it's yeah. an adaption. Oh, and, it's uh, Michael no, Crichton for me. No, it wasn't that Jurassic Park was Michael Crichton. Connoisseur was a novel based on, I actually don't know, but I know it was actually based on a book. I mean, well, whatever, book. when you can't get Laura Dern, you get your mom. So basically, <laughs> oh, right. I mean, you have CGI, you have a giant kaiju suit. <laughs> you, can't get, you can't get Samuel L. Jackson, you get Samuel, Samuel J. Blackson. I'm the sheriff. Hey, that was, yeah. was played by Harrison Page, and I love Harrison Page, so um, when I saw yeah, his name pop up, I got really excited. And I will tell you what, you know what, we lovingly referred to him as Sheriff Shaft, at least oh. to a certain point in the film, and we're a fan. He was, the best <laughs> he was the best character of it all, and you know what, we'll get into that later, because I want to hear more about your opinion. So, yeah, um, so yeah, it, it was originally supposed to be there then apparently uh when jurassic park started coming out they they quickly put this together and actually released it like a a month or a couple months before jurassic park came out and uh yeah and so apparently it was out before then and then apparently it i don't even know if it really did well in the box office or not it didn't really matter i looked really? it up i actually really? looked did at it, believe it, it, it or not robert ebert told us robert ebert told us the worst film of 2000 what an attack for us but really though you know what jonathan i have your back as always i actually looked up the box office numbers on this one it made a cool 1.8 million with a budget of approximately eight hundred and fifty thousand dollars. 
Yeah. You know what we call that? We call that a return. <laughs> you guys, they made 150k off of this film. I'll call it a win. Take it you guys. Let's go home. Multiple times. tell it did really well on, on video too. You know, and so I think it's a movie that soared probably very well on on video um, and DVD sales. There's a I think somebody said, one of my friends said that the Shelf Factory has the rights to a lot of uh, the Corman projects and stuff. So they might be one day releasing like a, a box set of the uh, Carnosaur movies, you know, which I, I would, I would own that. I have a question sure. about that. I mean, for someone who hasn't listened to the show before, could you explain who that is? Who Shelf Factory is? Oh, no, who Corman. Oh, Roger Corman. Yeah, he's a very famous... Uh, a producer and hopefully if you are listening to indie film cafe you uh he's one of the one producers that like most people who are into indie film know of because he makes cheap um movies like made uh the original uh little shop of horrors that I starred right. uh jack nicholson That's exactly right and he also did uh was a death um death yeah, race Death Race 2000. I don't think he did Night of the Living Dead or anything, but he did. Yeah, I don't think he did Night of the Living Dead, but he did do Little he Shop. The Little Shop was a huge so. success. He also did the Piranha movies. He produced them. Like, he produced a lot of uh, these, like, classic indie stuff. So, uh, but he was also very much known for knocking off other people's movies. So, when <laughs> somebody would come up with an idea and they heard it through the grapevine, they would go, out and make it now it's the asylum that does that you know and everything the company that does mockbusters but you know like <laughs> yeah the guys who made cool. sharknado um they also they used to make movies like uh transmorphers instead of transformers stuff like that <laughs> yeah. their toys did not do as well their toys were not as i don't think i've saw one transmorpher set you know at all so that's kind of sad because you know well, you don't think we try to market Black, that. Because we bought them all on Black Friday. Because well, there are only five copies ever made. I got into, I got into a fight with Loretta from Kentucky, and she just bought for. So. so what other cool facts you got for us, John? I mean, that's pretty much all the stuff that I looked up on it. There's there's a lot of stuff. There's there's things that we'll probably discuss when we get in there that I know about, but. Like really, that's just the background of it. As for I, I, I love how you do that. That's always so fun for me. It's yeah. Well, it's sometimes. Yeah. I mean, it, it depends. I I do a lot more research normally, but um, I figured since I wasn't hosting, but then I forgot I didn't ask well, you like specifically. I accidentally did research because all I had to do was Google this to find out the exciting rabbit hole of dinosaur cinema that we would go down later. But we'll get into that later. <laughs> There's a lot. I would actually um. So I guess now is a good time to start, you know, what I like to do when I'm on Indie Film Cafe is that I like to start from the beginning and just kind of move my way through and, you know, discuss what the experience was like all the way through. Because isn't that why we watch film at all? Right. So, right. You know, first and foremost, you know me, I'm always going to complain on the technical stuff, the lighting, what a nightmare. Also, I would just like to say, Let's talk about the film. The film is about what? You have all of these dinosaurs that are being created, you know, from a secret group. And I don't think so, one. 
like well she's like the queen alien no, no, no. that because there are definitely more than one dinosaur in Carnosaur. That is for sure. But what happens <laughs> is that an interaction occurs where there are some activists in the desert that are against any kind of excavation, excavation, excuse me, or development that's happening in the desert. So it's basically like, you know, violent science meets hippies. And then that's... <laughs> And there's an arrangement of things. They got into an entanglement. Some people it's got the bright idea <laughs> to drive a Jeep Wrangler through the desert while covering their friends' eyes and having to stop for a piss because, of course, what are they doing? Drinking, morons. Anyway, those are the first victims of our tale, all right? So... I, I mean, there's a few people in the audience that have already suffered, you know, like... That's the thing that stopped me terminal, terminal illness. And I'm the black guy, I'm dead. And I got it. To be honest with you, Jonathan, watching this film, I'm not sure whose side I was on. I, (laughs) you know, one of my favorite things about scary movies, and you know how much I love scary movies, is that I come for the monster. You know, Freddy Krueger is my favorite. I come for the bad guy. Where are they at? But I have to say, Carnosaur had to experience a lot of disenfranchisement to get to the ragey place that led to the blood massacre that was coming to follow. Uh, Rude. That's not true. It is true. Carnosaur was a born terrorist. I want to talk about how these young people drinking and driving through the desert were driving all over the boat. what? They were just randomly, haphazardly driving, and and their little dog, too. Along the fucking, uh, I'm just saying, like, it was like the cast of Scooby-Doo, and that was the Mexican regime, and, like, you know, they were all drunk, and, hey, listen, there's no one around, but then all of a sudden, this dinosaur just pops up and starts eating people. Listen, that is not how I remember it going down. I want to be very clear. What Uh, happened was, is that three drunk hooligans were driving through the and you know what they drove over? You know what they drove over? Because there is a good shot here. There are some good cinematography moments. This is the moment that happened. Okay, good. So, they drive over a dinosaur graveyard. This innocent victim. What? Excuse me. (laughs) Allow me to finish my thought, please. This innocent victim, known as Carnosaur, (laughs) has to watch three unruly, drunk, and dangerous members of society. Drive directly over dinosaur graveyard, the bones of his ancestors. What would that feel like to you if you watched someone drive over your grandpa's grave? As a as a person who's known multiple people who've gotten DUIs, I have no comment. <laughs> I bet no you comment. don't. And that's exactly no my comment. point. So to be honest with you, when I knew that they were gonna be the first to get it, sort of cheered. You're excited about that, right? Although I was no friend of the activists either, because it's like literally you're painting yourself up to dangerous machinery in the desert, like there aren't other dangerous fauna out there. You, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I, have, I need to tell you all a story. Y'all heard about that puma, right? That escaped, that had to be put to sleep. You know where he escaped from? My yeah. actual <laughs> neighborhood, Griffith Park. That's where he lived. He was my neighbor, you guys, and this. Puma escapes from Griffith Park. That Puma Park. was a serial killer. It killed yep. multiple dogs. It was a serial killer. We'll get to the crimes of the <laughs> innocent Puma was later. a serial killer. But I need to be clear. Puma escapes from my neighborhood in Griffith Park 
It goes five minutes down the road, Los Feliz, right? Okay, so listen. He might have chomped a chihuahua or two, and we're very sorry for the chihuahuas. He only killed one of the chihuahuas. And that is very sad. It's very sad. No, but my point is is that when you live in the desert, you understand that there are dangerous creatures on foot. Oh, I'm sorry, man. So, excuse me, but Where's when Where's Wiley Coyote right outside of your house? You don't live in the desert. But when the Jonestown people of this home had decided that they were going <laughs> to create <laughs> a commune in the middle that of Jones the desert, <laughs> and then, like I said, chain themselves to heavy machinery, and then be like, oh my god, a wild animal ate my foot off. Like, a dingo ate my baby. You <laughs> for that. Like, do not be mad at me that you care about nature but never opened a book about. Because <laughs> like, if it wasn't going to be a dinosaur, you know, because most of us definitely don't expect a dinosaur to come trot or come trotters off, you know. I'm still stuck at dinosaur radio. I'm sorry. As the host of this show tonight, I would like to designate the conversation for those being the first. So, uh, Cedar Home, what are your thoughts? Oh, um, I think about the dinosaur graveyard or about the whole the whole thing. No, the, the first victim. I mean, the people who couldn't wrangle responsibly. They cheated on their taxes, so they kind of had it coming. I know. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> the is that all? The <laughs> no, he's not. No, it's just, that's funny. Jonathan. Help me out here. I kind of forgot about them, honestly. Are not to rank. Uh, I kind of forgot about them because, like, there's so much that happened throughout the whole movie that the beginning of the movie sense. was just sort of like, you know, like those characters were just to me like opening kills, you know, and yeah. stuff, and that was that was it. That was it to me. Not like I, I didn't. Uh, it was sort of. It, it was sort of like, if I may, um, that like when those characters die. I think it was because there's several actual different kinds of dinosaurs in the movie. Um, no, no, no. There is, if I can recall correctly. No, actually, it was a T. I believe Jonathan, you can correct me, but it was a T. Rex, and I think it was like a Dionicus, which I think is kind of like a Velociraptor. I'm not sure. They're all carnosaurs. Yeah, like... yeah, they are carnosaurs. Hey guys, um, as I said, I would like to apologize. Um, he is from Boston. It was in all the audience. Anyway, I, all right. But that being that being said, after I'm just gonna call it the Raptor character because that was a what the Raptor character, the Raptor general <laughs> Raptor character number one. It's like <laughs> and they're not familiar. Yeah. You know, I mean, I want to hear Jonathan's thoughts on this because if anyone knows monsters, it's Jonathan. So, what do you think about our squirrel-sized velociraptor? Well, I, I feel the same way. I think there were like there were a couple different, uh, you know, dinosaurs. I have no idea what they were. I know one, I guess, was a T-Rex, but I mean, I mean they, they all had autism. Like, like dinosaurs to developmental, me. Developmental issues. It did. It had like tiny arms. Yeah. His um, arms were like super, super tiny. Well, well, they had, they had, they had the raptor Maybe character, edit that out. <laughs> which, um, which, which was the Dionicus. Although I will say this, I will, and this is just a little bit of my nerdiness here, is that they did actually get, unlike Jurassic Park, they did get the actual size of the dinosaur more accurate to real life. So you got to give them like up on that. You know, the best time that they did that is when they held the puppet against the light. 
for us to all see this magical silhouette moment of cinema that we are all so grateful for and better people having Lego, seen it. The Lego set. I love it. When you finally ruined my eighth grade Lego set. So Jonathan, what was the first thing that like stood out to you about the film? Like what was your first impression? Like the moment I, you were, I just like, I was, I just thought it was kind of cool, the idea of, uh, I, I guess, like, they had to figure out a way that they were bringing back dinosaurs, so they figured chicken eggs? Like, I, I don't know how experimenting on genetic chicken what? eggs make dinosaurs, but apparently Actually, they didn't do. make sense. I was like, what is this? This doesn't make sense. And then, and then they eat the chickens, so I'm like, okay. <laughs> Like yummy, yummy, yummy. Is that how everyone whole... in the movie got pregnant? Because listen, I'm just saying. Okay, wait, we'll get there. Sorry, I don't want to go too far off. But Jonathan, well, yeah. and then they talk about the chicken and the egg. Which one came first? Which I always love that discussion. <laughs> and I'm like, that idea came first, actually. What? But that idea came. <laughs> well, so. Jonathan, may I ask you, um, what do you, what was your opinion on the idea of this of like the flu that was going on? The chicken flu. Uh, yeah, oh, we'll let, let him answer one Bird. question at a time. See, this is what happens when you let your unruly guests. Like... <laughs> well, I I just like I'm trying to uh, because the flu the flu stuff was seems so strange because then all of a sudden the people were pregnant with the yeah yeah you know so okay are we going into the that... pregnancy of it all because what in the welfare listen it was giving me was giving I can't me... afford a dinosaur baby yeah, I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say before it was giving me like solo 90s in a vibe. And then all of a sudden, like Diane Ladd is having a baby. Like, mm -hmm. like what what what's going on right now? Like Right. I, it, 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 it just and I didn't understand how she got I was like, when did but she first get pregnant? Of all, Diane, to be clear, and I want to say this, you know, on behalf of our viewers, Diane Ladd was not the first person to get birth to a dinosaur itself. So I apologize. I mean from the bottom of this podcast. Well no, there was okay, so there was <laughs> like about Diane Ladd being the first to birth a dinosaur. Yes, you're right. You're right. Your mom did. <laughs> I still would like to apologize for um my friend being from Boston. There was uh, <laughs> uh there's some uh what is it? Uh what is it? Uh there was there's a another lady who had the actual and it looked like a real birth, like you know, she pushed, and out comes oh, yeah. the you know baby dinosaur, and then Diane Ladd had it go through her stomach like fucking Ripley, so and it was look, what the hell, look, Ripley Dern, mm, exactly, yeah, then, Ripley Dern. Like guys, I just want to say, like, can we be honest with ourselves? Is that really the only thing we really want to talk about about this film? Is like, how did everybody get pregnant? Why get pregnant? Well, because I have news for you, friends and listeners. What happened from there? I'm not paying child support. Listen, <laughs> I'm not paying dinosaurs. Because support. what had happened after the fact is that we're like, first of all, how did pregnant all of a sudden at all? And then. I'm not letting you feed a dinosaur, but anyway, the point is, hear me out. One moment, we got a guy who like throws a gun in anyone's face. Mm -hmm. The next moment, we have bitches pregnant with dinosaurs. Oh, you mean Johnny Drama? Johnny, Johnny Drama. Drama. He, was, he was giving you mad Johnny Drama. Like, have you ever yeah. seen the blob? 
He was giving you like giant drama in the blob. He put like Kevin guns Dillon, on Kevin anything Dillon, blob, that moves <laughs> from the, the beginning of the film. But no, what I'm saying is, it's like we actually were like, wait a minute, why is there like what what did actually happen? And so, um, dinosaur expert, <laughs> an apologetic friend <laughs> from Boston. <laughs> decided to alert us to the fact that there is, in fact, in the world dinosaur <laughs> porn. Yes. Dinosaur oh, yes. oh, yes. 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 And the T-Rex oh, and me or something like that. <laughs> Wait, 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 hold on. Let me let me get this straight. So are the dinosaurs having sex or are people having sex with dinosaurs? No, or... way I... Sean, can you help me out by pulling up the names of these guys? <laughs> 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 Illustrious events of film. Oh god. Truly really Oscar worthy. In 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 terms of uh this film, I think I think the way that they were all getting pregnant was it was the flu, right? We're talking about porn now, Sean. We're talking about the porn. Okay, okay. So, about the porn. Fun, fun facts. Fun facts about the porn. Uh, because you know, as the artists are very, very creative individuals, and they like their minds to go in many different directions. And there is a offsuit. Um, of... and Steve Jobs. <laughs> porn name. Tell us about the porn, David. Of, of, of literary romance. Um, if you don't tell, your if you don't tell us the porn, tell us the porn. Let's talk about the porn. It's legitimate. No, it's legitimate. But what's the name of the porn, Sean? You know, it's Jeez. what's in the box, Gwyneth? Like, hurry up. God. It's what's in the box? Well, please we know it's, tell me it's like. Please don't tell me it's something like Jurassic, you know, what? Park or something. Like, what's the name of the porn that you, uh, <laughs> that, that dinosaur porn? Another, uh, you know, family ragtime favorite was. Dino Park after dark. If I, recall. I told you, you giving the, I told you giving the nineties Anna Nicole Smith vibe. And suddenly bitches are pregnant with dinosaurs. Mm. And it's yeah. like, okay, well, I need an explanation because what I remember is is that there's a conversation that took place when they're in the cafe. Remember when he's like, Do y'all want wheat drops or do you want pay? And then he goes to the cafe and then probably pulls a gun on everyone in there too. I must have missed that part of the film. <laughs> Jim Jones ran in the cafe. <laughs> Jim Jones Cafe. No, he wasn't part of the commune. He just held a gun at everyone at once. And then tried to date like the leader the of the commune. He was the one that he tried told to the give him jewelry and make her. He was the one commune. that told him the flavor aid. Well, he doesn't he go in the diner like as if he like owns the fucking diner, like walks right through the back, you know, to come to like sit down and everything. Like I thought he worked there, you know, or something. Listen, this guy was working. <laughs> Everywhere because he was trying. He was like, like he was the the, the the consistent content backup character that just never that shows up ever. Random guy but number one. Some, but he Random was other. But he was the lead. On top of all this, he's also somehow the lead. And so basically, yeah. he's like guy with sunglasses number two. And he like, never like with all due disrespect, of course. But you know. I'm just being cheap. But no, I'm just saying, like, this guy, like, literally pulled a gun on it. Anyway, so they go to the cafe, remember? And this guy's, like, they're all yelling about, like, somebody sucked out their eyes. And we need to get, we need to have a real, like, family discussion about this. Like, the dinosaur was sucking out eyes. Why is the dinosaur sucking out eyes? Like, send help. Like, what is this? Why is the dinosaur being he's made from a chicken? Sucking egg? out, okay, hold on. So he's sucking That's out eyes, and he's getting people <laughs> pregnant with goo. 
But Great. like, you know what we need to discuss, which is more important topic here, is the fact that the, the movie opens condoms and that and who you sleep with. Because okay. you never know who can be a dinosaur or make you have a dinosaur. You know, ladies. Listen, don't go for second way. best, but <laughs> put yourself to the test. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, even though this um, the story was, I mean, this story was very convoluted and 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 terrible. Um, I I will say that at least the acting was pretty decent. Like, I didn't have any problem with any of the actors in the movie. Like, what? Who was acting? I literally felt like I was. I literally felt like I was lost in Walmart. No, no, I will. I, I felt like I was lost I, I will, in Walmart. <laughs> Absolutely fantastic job. Yeah. What was that? The way he squealed. The way he squealed when he was eating up those innocent teenagers. I I wept. I wept. Honestly, it was. Honestly, it was like the shape of water all over. I mean, it was. Another point when we're talking about like the graphics and stuff, you know, that's another fun thing about any kind of scary movie <laughs> are the yeah. you know the graphics. Like, what is the gore like? What is the kill scenes like? You know, we're going for that too. Can, can I just add on to that? Like, to say, what in the miracle of births did I just watch? Because like almost every morning, I know what you mean. every you moment mean? that I was looking into it was like, there's an egg with blood and like afterbirth I mean, all over it. This is awesome. Enjoy. And that's it's what like, happened. It and like then it. suddenly everyone's pregnant. It's like, what? Exactly. Because it was a high budget porn. Like it was giving me the all the like, uh, They want to order a pizza. The in the they didn't want a ding dong. They didn't want to order a pizza. dinosaur baby. They didn't want to order a dinosaur baby. It's carnivore, like, like Chevy Chase and Snake Shark or whatever like that. Like, Telegram. Telegram. <laughs> Jonathan, help us out here. <laughs> I, I was saying, like, the acting was not nearly as bad as, like, Troll 2, you know, or something like that, where, you know, people are, are just so awful that you know they're awful. Like, I, I just feel like you guys might be a little biased about the acting because you guys are actors, you know, so. You well, can... actually, not all of us are actors. Sean's not an actor. Sean is not an actor. Sean is a writer. I do oh. writing. I have got. I, you know, fun story. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your credentials, there, Sean? Well, from an acting perspective, all right. So professionally. <laughs> professionally. Share a little bit about what you do. Uh, let me. We're talking about the film. Um. I'm hosting. Okay. So you do what I say. <laughs> oh God, Oprah's got an attitude. Oprah's got. Does that mean I get a car? Oprah's gonna no. Right? No, you better get shoot up the air. Jonathan, let me ask you a question about Is that like when you were watching the uh the blood scenes, you know, all that? Maybe it was just me. When I was looking at it, it looked like it was a bunch of just um like chocolate syrup. It was a dead oh, Yeah, because I did not see a lot of it. No, 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 no. There was no red in there. Didn't you ever see scream? Don't you know? And don't you know that black people only have chocolate? Beer? You don't have to chocolate. Black corn syrup. Big difference. Don't you remember? Just chocolate. Oh my god. Really? Did the sheriff even? I don't even remember if the sheriff died or not. I don't think he did. Oh my god! Like he died no, he said, really badly. He ended and said, "I'm too old for this." I'm too. That's old. That's not what happened. <laughs> but he should have said that. I mean. 
Um, there was also, I would like to point out a nice moment where, you know, the very brilliant acting skills of a woman who yelled, what are you waiting for? Yeah. It was giving very Jennifer Love Hewitt from I Know It's a Black Woman. And I would just like to say that in this film, it was done first. So was, watch your back, Jennifer Love Hewitt, because Murdothor is coming for you. She was giving Jennifer kind of like sport. It was giving very Jennifer Lee Lopez. Yeah, Jennifer. Jennifer is. When Taylor in Jonathan the movie. Jonathan knows a little bit about this, but I I have a running joke all the time with actors that I see in various films about them being like you know Kmart low budget great value versions of other people who are kind of famous, which is really rude, but also hysterical somehow. Sorry. Sorry. Break for the sorry. phone that sorry. went off. That's fine. Um, I'm so sorry. No, it's okay. None of this is getting edited out, by the way. Um, I'm going to leave it all in. You know what? This is our life. Live your life. Oh, wow. This is the this, this, yeah. this is the way Indie Film Cafe is. Mafia, by the way. This is Mafia. So um I, I gotta know, like, what is your guys uh overall uh, thoughts? Did you guys think this was terrible or do you guys actually think this was not as bad as you know maybe what you guys were expecting? I, I will answer that. Um it was <laughs> definitely <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had I had mixed I had mixed opinions because like I had seen this movie once a long time ago back on the Sci-Fi Channel back when its logo was still S I um, S C I F I mm-hmm. um, and this was his idea after all yeah and that was a long time ago that was a long long time yeah, ago yeah, you said it was um, as good as Sophie's Choice you <laughs> no it's as good as La La Land Moonlight. <laughs> <laughs> Lala Land needed more dinosaurs. Yeah, yeah. So what I was gonna say is that um, definitely had the very convoluted mad scientist um, like creates dinosaurs for X, Y, and Z um, thing that you would expect from something that would feel like it just came out of the the OG asylum. But coming back and looking at it from, I mean, the budget itself was um, not even a million dollars. So concerning for what it was also not a million dollars in uh, 1993 money, which probably would have been uh, considered a million something today, you know? Yeah. So even if it was a million today, um, let's say 1.5, just for inflation. No, it was $150 million. 1.5 million dollars in 1993. Is now equivalent to one hundred fifty million dollars. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, so it actually had a really large budget. It did. Yeah, it's top gun. I, I would say I would say this in terms and I think of the, um, the, the production itself. Um, well, if you look Incredible at like, services, <laughs> I, I'll say I'll say this um, that the film itself definitely was a absolute schlock. Um, no, no offense schlock. to the film. No, no offense <laughs> to the film schlock done by John Landis. Schlock. Um, we'll get into that. I would like to talk about schlock. <laughs> um, but I'd, I'd say overall, like from just a sort of B movie, it's a it's a great B movie. Like when you imagine like, a good like dinosaur B movie, this is what you're going to. So, 
Um, it's got the terrible acting. It's got terrible sets. <laughs> it's got guys in a um, dinosaur suit costume. Is that what that was? It was a dinosaur suit costume. That was a that was a that was a man in that. Yeah, yeah. That was that was that was they did not have the money for animatronics. I swear there was one moment where I could see like human feet walking. And I and I kept thinking, like, are they turning people like dinosaurs into sort of human dinosaurs? Apparently with Lila, like that would have probably made more sense. I would just like to say I would just like to say that on behalf of everyone here, I too am pregnant. (laughs) And I will shoot you. Because, like, basically, Carnosaur was, like, the early 1990s version of Nick Cannon. Like, just knocking everybody up, suddenly. I, I mean, yes, he did have, he, he was giving him a run on Baby Mamas, but how did we know what the sex, car- Carnosaur could have been a lesbian. Carnosaur like, could have been a lesbian. She could have been, like, Carnosaur Wilson. <laughs> the third member of Wilson Phillips. Carnosaur Wilson. You know, just hold on for one more day. And then your dinosaur will break through all your pains. <laughs> if you're not you're gay, hold on for one more day. To the dinosaur in one day. <laughs> <laughs> at least there, at least it wasn't purple like Barney. You know, Barney was big back then. I think the dinosaur was getting pulled over. <laughs> How about purple, not Barney, like Barney. No, that dinosaur was—it was a marked man. I'd say also in terms of production, we have to—we would want to consider that this film itself. They sat on the rights for how many years of the book? For like, like ten years at least. Ten years of the book, and they didn't actually produce the film until they actually saw Jurassic Park was coming out. So the film, like the reason it was made and the reason it was together so quickly. Was just because it wanted to try and buy off the. Yeah. You know, it's like the it's party. like having like it's like being like the, the big brother and then having like a younger brother who like does the same shit that you do and it's like it's like I'm gonna do this I'm gonna do this I'm not touching you I'm not touching you I'm not touching you oh you made Jurassic Park now I'm gonna make Carnosaur. Except <laughs> Carnosaur came first, right? Carnosaur, Carnosaur. Well, they got it out first, but. And uh, I I think the idea of like doing Jurassic Park was uh like was first then you know roger corbin's just like you know i can i can make my own cheap knockoff version well first of all it was held at burger king well no hold (laughs) on because like think about it they're like guys we tried like you guys can just have it for free because we're genuinely so embarrassed film like it's yours listen i wouldn't be embarrassed i wouldn't be embarrassed by it though that's the thing there's something about being awesomely bad. There is you something. Can awesome, bad. You can be That's awesomely bad. That's why we're all here bad. today. That's why Pamela Anderson exists. <laughs> wow. You did not come for Pam and on I love the Pam day and I hosted. But hey, I mean, we've been talking about porn and, right and bad acting. Like, obviously, Pamela Anderson was going to come up. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm guessing you're a big fan of Barth Wire, then. Hey, 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 Pam. I just only exist. All right. I. I just lived. Tonight, I am victimized by Carnosaur, not you. Okay, you stop making fun of Pan Am. Well, you That's put my me, girlfriend. You, you victimized me, too. You made me watch it. Jeez. Like, what in the cult <laughs> life? What in the cult <laughs> life is happening? You see how Lila talks to me? 
Yeah. <laughs> I feel like Diane and Soria. I mean, she is I mean, the host. Sure. This is my show. I'm, I'm, just, I'm taking over indie film with that. Um, so yeah, I, you know, I, honestly, out of all kind of the movies that we do here, I mean, this is pretty, this is pretty stinky, but, you know, it's not, it's not like the stinkiest movie we've seen. I don't think it's as stinky. Lila seen one of the stinkiest movies we've seen, ah. and she was not, uh, happy with that, uh, with zombie cop. Oh, God, not zombie cop. Do we need to talk about that? Yeah, oh, I don't think God. she'll ever show you Zombie Cop because it was... Uh, is that like Zombievers? So uh, if you guys uh, listening right now have never seen the film Zombie Cop, my review is to go ahead and keep it that way. Because it was it was the thing. one stinky movie that I would say no one should ever watch. Because it was just so profoundly offensive with no directive. And, you know, like, if you're into that sort of thing, then maybe it's for you. But, like, the rest of us would like to go on living our lives as normal human beings or survive <laughs> at least. And that, that movie was, it was, like, bad on all the wrong levels. You know what I mean? The mm-hmm. way that it was, like, there was, like, rape culture. There was, like, racism. It had, like, every element of everything not good. And that's kind of what takes the fun out of this stuff it had a let's just say it had a guy a white guy uh pretend to be of a like i guess islamic you know oh i love it they breakfasted tiffany it was it was sort of like they were trying trying to be uh what is it uh like that's the good music guys (laughs) there was no moon river to be found so yeah, it but was... no, I mean it's it's not even that. It's like you know sometimes you can even get a jolt out of that. You know, like even for me, like as a person of color and a woman, like even every once in a while, you know what? Some of those tasteless jokes they're funny, you know. But this the zombie cop went way too far with it, and zombie it was just cop. like it was so far removed from reality and like the most indistinct and unattractive privileged way that I would rather not to spend be any more time to be clear we're talking about something named zombie well what I would like to be <laughs> but because Jonathan was saying and I agree with him because we've seen some stinky stuff in our day in fact you know when Jonathan and I were this was one of the wait when most in fact, fun what in fact made you think that watching a movie called zombie comedy was a good idea because we're doing a stinky movie podcast and that's I, kind of our MO uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, and I I had seen it years ago, but I forgot about like how racist and uh, sexist and lots yeah. of other things you know it was. So it's closer, and this one's closer. Lord. <laughs> <laughs> I what honestly if they remade it today it probably feel more racist I don't know So um, anyway, um, uh, even I'll, I'll just say also that we talked about it in the thing, but be, um, 
the director and writer of Zombie Cop actually disowned the movie after it was released. Uh, probably after they realized by like 50 women that he should never have talked to her. Oh my God. Alan Smithy on the whole thing? Oh no. Oh, they did not change their names. Oh no, actually they did. Well, at least the director had his, a different name on there. Well, who's the, the director? Uh, director was J.R. Bookwalter. Uh, he's directed a bunch of uh, B-movies, but he's actually really, right now, what he's really good at is distributing other people's films and stuff. So that's He's got a great uh, website uh, called makeflix.com, which I actually get a bunch of good stinky movies off of there. They really do. You and I talked about this at one point. Yeah. Mm. I I, I have have another question. Oh, well, sure. I mean, it's a podcast. Netflix. Netflix. Yeah. His name, like, Nick, and you said it was racist. Like, is anyone else not seeing this? Like, I really am like, like, is anyone else? Oh, no. Like, you don't mean. Yeah, like, did you just hear that? You said it was racist. Like, I'm sorry. I haven't seen Zombie Pop Part 1, 2, 3, or 4. I think there's only one. If it's starring Milka. Yeah, then it would be any snake. Yeah, not the same thing. I would say, is it, you know, like, if, you know, for those of you who might be into indie film casting, like, Jonathan and I, we had a blast just hanging out and watching these dumbest movies we could find. And, you know, sometimes we struck gold. You know, that's one of the things that I really love about this show is that, you know, what we're exploring here is exploration and discovery for artistic types. You know, we've watched a lot of films that we thought were so bad and we hated and we didn't like. But what we uncovered from that is that we saw the effort of people that were beginning their journey as artists. And a lot of them later on became some of the greatest artists mm-hmm. of all time. Excuse me, Lila. First time, first time, um, Brit, first time guest, um, you know, soon to be frequent caller. I would really like to, <laughs> I really would like um, to, I would really like to know since you've, um, Educated me on such, you know, esteemed films as Zombie Cop. When, it, when in fact, or what in fact, what was the, what good films did you guys actually watch, if any? We watched some surprising uh, ones that sort of shocked us that we really liked. So one that we watched that was not actually reviewed, I don't think, uh, was Upgrade, and we really liked that one. So that was a good movie. Um, well, you liked that one. I had a lot of gripes, but I enjoyed did it. Did you? I thought you liked it. I thought you really no, well, enjoyed it. Well, what we had uncovered was is that I loved so many elements about the film that we agreed I enjoyed it overall. Because, you know, the thing about me is that, you know, I will attack the technicality. I will attack the acting. Why? Because I'm a bitch. You didn't even so. notice that Carnosaur was an extra at fucking Target and seemed great. It was, it was like... Random bitch number five. Like, well, that's because I wasn't like, trying to insult your family. Because I wasn't trying to insult your family on the first page. Oh. As I was saying. <laughs> All right. Um, but yeah, no, it, it I think it's a it's not you know, the stinkiest we've done, guys. It's just not. But Brandon Well, it's not as stinky as we've done, but this is I mean, I'm gonna say this is pretty damn stinky. It's pretty stinky, girl. Listen, it's pretty stinky. Listen. 
Listen. And if I have to sit through a stinky movie, everyone's going to get a whiff. You know what I'm I, saying? I, I, <laughs> I will say this. I will say this. I, I, I have seen, like, I grew up with the dinosaurs. Everybody else was watching Star Wars. And you know. grew up with the dinosaurs. What are you, 1755? <laughs> no, I'm 751. Shut up. <laughs> but, like, Shut up. Send help. Shut up. Shut up. So, like, watching this one, and obviously the first year dinosaurs. Of all time, everybody's gonna say Picasso. Oh, no, I was gonna say Carso too. <laughs> well, I know. Yeah, that's just making a guess. Yeah. <laughs> it was so good. Good. It made a Understand <laughs> that if we have to suffer, we're coming for you. Like they made a sequel. It was so good. <laughs> the, the film itself. Uh, what you said? There may three other. There are three sequels to this movie. Turns out so. there may be four of these unfortunate. I they mean, get better every time. Honestly, it's like here's the thing about cars. No, as a, as okay. a, as a, a, thank you guys. Hold on, you friends. Anyway, Help I am answer. I am a a self self professed cinephile, and having watched multiple awful B movies, like I'm a huge fan of Killer Clowns from Outer Space, because that's how he got his identity. R.I.P. Huge fan of those, you know, but. Killer Clowns is awesome. But in watching Carnosaur, there was a special there is a special sense of disdain I just felt for all. And then the fact that they had Laura Dern's mom, the the blonde from Jurassic Park, walk like running around, like fighting like she's like Sigourney Weaver, but she's like with a walker. Like she's Sigourney Weaver with a walker. She's she's sort of the villain though. She's not Sigourney Weaver at all. She's the villain because she's Like the whole time she's trying to destroy humans and make Wait a dinosaurs. That's what that Thanksgiving was like. Or, you know, Lord Dern is stuck across the table. <laughs> Diane laughed. Maybe like, you're Mom, your, Mom, Mom, you see what it looks like when it's done right. What in the Jennifer, <laughs> what in the Jennifer Aniston mom is going on right now? <laughs> I mean, what was that like for the family? Because you know, you all know that I'm a that's the torture. And therefore, I'm all, well, anyways, also, I mean, that's with Diane Ladd. I guess that year, Laura Darren didn't have to pay for the turkey. Yeah, I thought it was I think that she better have because she made a lot of money off of Jurassic Park. If hey, she was a buy the turkey, she didn't get the hell out. I say that three quarters of the budget went to Diane Ladd being that? Probably. Whatever. So, what, hold up. We did have. um. We did actually, and this is a fun note, oh, but sorry. you know. We had, we, and this is I unfortunate. Mean, they paid someone's cousin to like light up, light up someone's torture. I, I, I will <laughs> say, I will say this like, while, while the film itself, like a good portion of it is really stinky, I'll say probably the last five minutes or so actually had a lot going on. What so, happened in the last When, like, I don't Everything, know, I don't know if it was like, blew up. I don't, yeah, but so that's fun. what I was going to say, like, from a production point, like, actually, they brought in with like the pilot, um, like Max and everything. Um, and like they were burning everything, and <laughs> but then, but then there was one shot. There was one shot at the very, very end, and it's actually a good thing of filmmaking because in the very beginning, one of the very first shots is of the icon from the Mad Mad Magazine. Right? Wow. Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> and then at the very I actually, I actually rewound it to watch it then. Because he asked us to. Yeah. No, no and, and I saw it. The, the, the shot, <laughs> the shot is. <laughs> the shot is. 
So I heard you. I was what like, is yeah, Jan true. Brady am I dealing with here? I just, I freaked out and said it was actually <laughs> a shot of Mike Carolina and Washington. Oh, that was you. Um, There is a point. No, I mean, I'm really glad that Sean was able to speak on ah. behalf for something that excited me in terms of home. But uh, yeah, thanks for assisting me in that. Um, so essentially there's this shot after, you know, what is, you know, actually a pretty cool ending because we didn't expect to like lose the protagonist like that. Mm. Was he um, really the protagonist though? Like, cause like the whole time I was like, this guy is just too, I don't know. Like he, he has no real point to him other than I guess he's, he's not a lead that was somehow, but you know yeah. what? It was still, you weren't expecting him to get it like that. And no, he did. I was he not. the whole bitch on fire. And I'm actually glad that they did because that's like, <laughs> like if we were living in a real world, even with Jurassic Park, that's like what the fuck has to happen. Like let's not lie to ourselves about that. Like, hello, the dinosaurs yeah. are fucking humans or getting them knocked up. We got to get out of here, guys. We got to go. And we gotta kill everybody who's like potentially. There was a really cool moment after they had set, you know, all the bodies that they lawlessly massacred, um, that they yeah. set the bitch on fire. And then you see a shot on the wall and you see the mad, you know, from the mad comic book, you see the, the poster mm -hmm. on the wall that burns up. And as it burns, some of the ashen paper actually continue to look like the buck teeth of, you know, this very famous image. So there was actually something really beautiful about it and the lighting was really nice and it was really good. And, you know, I will say that really about hard. this film, when it comes to like opinions about it, I would say there are a lot of technical errors, but there were some times where the broken clock was right twice a day. And some of the cinematography was a lot of fun and really good to watch. And that's why I would say this one is not as stinky as we would like for it to be. Because things like the first kill team, for example, were legitimate. Actually, the the three people in the Wrangler that died. The first use the term kill, legitimate. And they were. They get eaten by. They get eaten by a dinosaur. Eaten I by did, a dinosaur. Because, and he said legitimate. Well, we were watching a film about a killer dinosaur. We saw it go. Listen, I don't make the rules. All I'm saying is, is that I actually thought that it was a good kill scene, seeing everyone get splattered up in a Wrangler, and a guy who just got his dick chomped off trying to crawl for safety. Right? I have a Wrangler. Hey, I'm, not, I'm never getting in the car with you again. <laughs> this is like strike yeah. two, Princess Diana. Like, I'm not doing it with you. But okay, there were some really good moments, and actually, the point where Sheriff Shaft, Sheriff Shaft, we're referring to him as, you know, like, where he actually gets one of the dinosaurs. He clips them. It's like, oh, I got you, bitch. And then rolls up on him, and then suddenly he gets like, oh. oh. That dinosaur killed him. That, that, he didn't yeah. get the, the dinosaur killed him. Hold on, though, because even he was though. one day away from retirement. One day away. Yeah. He was supposed to be at work that day. And the best part about it is that he was the one and only good husband on Earth. <laughs> It's like he goes home and he loves his wife and he does the dishes and then he goes and dies by dinosaur and like an hour ago. And so no, but he, he got it bad though. He did get it bad and he did eat it. But what oh, happened? He got carnosaurus hangnails. Hold on, but what he died on carnosaurus hangnails. Okay. I'm upset. So <laughs> I'm upset. But also, but also Damn, did actually blow off. He deserves justice. Paris and Paige deserves some justice. 
but he did blow off the face of the dinosaur in the end. So he did get his dino face along with it. I know. Yeah, that was the raptor. There were actually some really fun kill scenes, and despite the fact that people would argue, you know, the graphics are da da da, because yeah, of course they're garbage. Listen, we already told you that. Like, we're not new here. But at the same time, like, the, it it was it was fun. There were moments mm -hmm. that were actually kind of fun, and you know, like I said, that's why I watch Cindy movies. Is sometimes it's fun to just sit here and roast the hell out of something. But you know. Right. I actually, I thought it was fun to watch. Well, on the scale of, of the adults, uh, you know, having five for dinner, that was definitely that was definitely a three kick point. That was definitely that was definitely being in the darkest room. Okay, whoa, whoa. Once again, I would like to apologize because I'm such a well, I think we're actually about that time, if I'm looking at the thing uh, correctly. So um, about the time to start doing the uh, stinkometer thing. Is there right. anything else that you guys uh, that you guys can think of real quick that uh, you guys felt like you needed to, to discuss with this movie? I would recommend it. Honestly, I think it's a great Saturday night, date night movie where you two can just sit in there and just cuddle up, eat some popcorn, and watch something that makes you feel better about yourself. Because <laughs> the Sci-Fi oh, Channel had that. Like the first time I uh, I discovered the asylum, I was in a really shitty. I had a really shitty day, and I was like, you know, what? Sci-Fi usually cheers me up. There's usually something terrible on it that'll just make me feel like you know. And there was there was a movie called Beast of Bray Road, and I love it. And I've I seen think, that movie. I've yeah. seen that. Oh my god. Oh my god. Uh, based guys. on a true story. Once again, I would like to apologize because you might be thinking of the Sean Theater home from Boston. As a person who likes to have things to do in the afternoon, I do not. The theater of this actually. You remember one being the best ten being the worst. Well, you know what? It's not even right. Okay, okay. Is that correct, Jonathan? I think it's awesome. So one being good and and ten being stinky. Okay. So for audience for me. members, as your illustrious host for the evening, I would like to remind you of our fabulous Stinkometer, which is where we rank how we feel about the film in terms of stinkiness. One being the best, ten being the worst. You can also do a point five, everybody. How could you rank this on the Stinkometer? You know what I'm thinking about it? It's about a, it's about a four, because like I feel like I, you know, if I if I want something, I want it to be real. If it's gonna be stink, I want mm -hmm. it to be real stinky. Yeah, I want it to be like French cheese, like bad breath European, like walking around no deodorant type stink. You know what so I'm saying? Hipster. Yeah. yeah. So a hipster, like you, you come from Silver Lake. Those <laughs> fellas, you know. No, that's a so, thrift store European. So, so no, I I do like with the the. The blonde, the blonde actress, the, the Pamela Anderson, the ingenue. Uh, yeah. Jennifer Runyon, actually, and she was in uh, Ghostbusters. I, I lost you guys real quick. What, what did she say? I said, this is why I don't go to Running Canyon. <laughs> That's why I don't go to Running Canyon. Hated it. Hated it. She like did she even try? Did she try? But no one said did she try? To me, it was very it was giving very great value, Patricia Arquette. 
And it's like, and the jean jacket dream warriors of it all. Just running around. <laughs> had to just. Uh, and then how many random people. Had, not like, how, care about. How she hitchhiked in, like, she hitchhiked with four cars yeah. in like five minutes. She was in like five minutes. Like what in the 1960s is going on right now? <laughs> that's just. So that's, you give it a four. I give it a. On the on the general scale, so give you probably, yeah, three, four. Three. Don, what would you give it a three? All right. Once again, one being the best. I'm just gonna throw it out there. I think just you don't have very many dates, do you, bro? I like to have fun. I oh, like so to so have fun. Wow, you can go. No dates, right? Help me, I'm in college. Help me, Jonathan Juan Kenobi. You're my only hope. Help me, Jonathan Juan Kenobi. So, I'm gonna say two. You're gonna go two. Oh wait, what does that mean? One is the best. Yeah, oh, see, I was, see, I was, uh, uh, I, was and, and that's, I was confused. Well, then, I, audience members, I would like to apologize for the technical was. idiot difficulty. <laughs> we're experiencing. We are going to take a step back and ask Brandon what his actual. Yeah, so it sounds like Brandon scored it like you know as if it were a good movie and that's why i was a little surprised yeah. that you picked a three no it's, no it's a good it's a it's a good movie okay it's just what do you think i said eight like eight or like eight Jeez, or two is that bad no one being the best ten being worse. So yes, the closer eight. you're ten is the worst yes there okay. was no one so like, from your experience and thinking oh my god that guy looked like miley eight. cyrus and wrecking ball the whole time <laughs> Stinkometers like more higher is stinkier. Yeah. Um, yeah. so I would say probably still going in 8.5. I still think this is a very mm. like a guilty pleasure kind of film. Like it's definitely like it, it's a B film. There's sure. no, no no doubt about that. But you can you can honestly sit down and if you watch it, like you can have fun with just how awful it really is. So Sweet. If you're going for entertainment purposes and you have expectations, you're going to be disappointed. If you have no expectations and you like dinosaurs and silliness, this is your, this is this is a movie that you're going to enjoy. Okay, very nice. All <laughs> right, what about you, Lila? So how about you, Jonathan? Uh, what was your? Uh... So I was actually torn between <laughs> eight and eight and a half. So it's kind of funny really? that it's between you both. Um, but I'll I'll probably go with an eight and a half. Um, it's really it's pretty terrible, but it's oh. it's not uh it's not nearly as stinky as like Zombie Cop or or even uh we did uh Terror Bigfoot Pond. That was that was mm -hmm. awful. that was that, that was one was pretty bad. Apparently, Zombie Cop is like the film riding king shit or something like that. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> we might <laughs> 
It was made in 93, I think, or so. Look, Dave, you just got clubs the year before. Club, club, club. I mean, I've seen some schlock, which is everyone's favorite word. Schlock. But. I'll be honest with you. I Lock. I will give this movie about a five. I would say that I say that it sits right in the middle of right in the middle of being a stinky movie, but also not being so stinky that it's like it's you know there's definitely stinkier in better ways and worse ways. Um, so I'm gonna put this one right in the middle of five because oh, like God. there are still things that are a lot of fun about it. There were some good kill scenes. Um, there were some. There were no good kill scenes. There were genuinely yeah. like surprising cinematic Shut moments up. for me that like a, I found artistically and inspired. And And you know, once again, the thing about me is, is that you know, I really love seeing these types of films where you know that there are people that went on to do greater things, and you know, to experiment, (laughs) and then like you know, be able to come out on the other side of like what was absolute rubbish, you know, with something very cool, you know, (laughs) schlock. One of my favorite things. About watching these films, because I think about the harbors a lot. You know, we had you know researched a lot about the film. We watched it. And we were like, "What the hell's going on with the script?" And then when we looked it up, we're like, "Well, geez, everyone here is so technically trained and they're so brilliant, but like none of them can write." I don't recall any. So, but at least they were trying. You know, and I love films that are stinky for that, that reason. I love seeing people try, and I love seeing what happens. <laughs> That's like that. I just like seeing people work out in the field. At least you're trying to do something. Basically, I like what Brandon try. is trying to Listen, say is that when his child gives him his macaroni artwork, he's Listen, not hanging cop. out in the front. Listen, zombie cop, I haven't sat there and watched Birth of a Nation Part 1. <laughs> no, it was a dinosaur for two hours. Birth of a right? dinosaur. Like... Birth of a dinosaur. Birth of a dinosaur. <laughs> Okay, I'm not the one putting it. You guys were like, oh, this is Okay, Sean, as special edition for our audience members, and maybe if it's up to you, Jonathan, maybe you sh- <laughs> you save it up for the Patreon members. Why don't you look up some dino <laughs> And maybe, if, maybe if you are making donations, you can have access to that. Be be <laughs> While I am the host, I am not the creator. <laughs> Well, I just want to say thank you, Lila, for, for, for agreeing to, to do this and everything, and uh, for actually coming up with the idea to have Carnosaur, because that was your... Tom's fault. I just want to be clear about that. We had our audience members. I am not held responsible. Yeah, this you... Uh, I heard the film, and so I was just like, oh, Carnosaur, that's an awful movie. And, and, I had never seen it. I do love Dinosaur. And this coming from the guy who's never seen Big Adventure, but he's but what what I will say is that like you know I'm a, that's another reason for my ranking is because I love dinosaurs. You've never seen I love that. I mean, and you you guys are right. They tried. They just tried poorly. 
No, they didn't try. But here's they didn't try. They literally, what I felt. literally, but literally, Jurassic Park one, Jurassic Park one, Jurassic Park two, and Jurassic Park three are Beyonce and Kelly. And Carnosaur is fucking Jurassic World with Chris Pratt. And Jurassic two and Jurassic two and three are just looking at him like, bitch, like get up. And you remember when it fell on the floor? Okay. You know what I love about this moment is that he brought up Bryce Dallas Howard because there was a Howard that went overlooked yeah, tonight. Howard, Howard yeah. that has been overlooked tonight. Yeah. That was in this film. The greatest B actor of all time. But you know, that's the thing that is so wonderfully delightful about this that he is just joy. Oh, you know, God. The original, the original Nepo baby. Yeah. Uh-huh. And he was Richard Nepo. Cunningham's brother. <laughs> but you know, what is so fascinating to me about that actor is how he managed to look in an episode of Star Trek when he was like how old, like two, and he looks exactly the same now. I don't think there's probably anyone whiter in America than Cunningham. <laughs> he's hot, he's he's fucking Richie Cunningham's brother. But literally so interesting about him is that he looks the same as a child as he looks right now. Scary. Terrifying. <laughs> Scary. I, I I love Clint Howard. Um, I, I, I get crazy no, like, whenever I see him on like screen. Said, well, would you want to wake up next to him? Probably like, not, but like yeah, just because I, I don't know how that would, you know, like why that would happen. So like, I'm just like, hey, you know, like, um, all right, hey, what's up, Clint? You know, it'd be a little weird. Hey, hey, listen, I'm just saying, you know, sometimes I wake up next to people. I don't know, like, <laughs> like Friday night. Hey. Right. Those uh, days for me days. are gone. Shut <laughs> up. I'm about to wake up next to your dumbass tomorrow. Oh, shut oh. up. And again, I'm going. I'm going to Mexico. Whoever I wake up with. Jonathan, you know what? I just want to say thanks so much for <laughs> allowing us to do this because oh, of it's course, been a blast to see you again and be a part of it. Yes, thank you so much for having us. Yeah, really definitely. It was it was a blast. Thanks so, so much thank for you guys. Bye, Sean. And you know what? You know, I would also like to thank the audience members that have suffered through any podcast. Shut up, I have Houston. I get it. You believe? I believe that. I was just saying. I was just saying that I would like to thank my audience members that have suffered any podcast that have been a part of on Indie Film Cafe. And thank you so much for suffering with us tonight. And I hope that you enjoy your suffering. Well, thank you guys so much, and everybody else. Uh, yeah, I agree with Lila. Thank you guys for suffering with us, but also enjoying the process. I think I I don't like people saying people don't suffer when they're around. <laughs> I'm beautiful. People ever have everyone has a good time with me. I'm a barrel. I'm a barrel of laughs. Okay, guys. Well, you're welcome for Brandon Barrel of Laughs over there. I apologize on behalf of Boston and Brandel. <laughs> you can't even get my name right. You're like my old mom. You're like mom. Yes. Carol of Thank you. Well, thank you guys and everybody else. Uh, we'll see you guys next week on here on Indie Film Cafe. Bye, everybody. Bye.